0: Hey guys, it's Simian. This is wrestling, and why is my camera all kinds of wonky? Unlimited. <laughs> there we go. As we're here, it's Monday, the 25th of September, 2023, and tonight was Monday Night Raw. I actually really enjoyed tonight's Monday Night Raw. I thought tonight was a better show than normal. Really good wrestling on the show. I will say that for sure. Really good wrestling. They tricked me in in the early portions of this show because they felt. So, they come off of that first match that we had with Bronson, Reed, and Otis. They do a quick backstage segment, and out comes Ciampa for his match. And I go, Wow, great pacing here. And then it's like 20 minutes before Kaiser even comes out and they do the Ciampa match. So I'm like, Never mind, not great pacing here. But other than that, I know there was a lot of good wrestling, but the show overall was really good. Stories and stuff were progressing. So, yeah, I enjoyed tonight's Raw. I thought tonight's Raw was a good Raw. Better than what we've been getting recently, so that's a positive. But we've also got Luke over here with this, uh, this side. Luke, how was your weekend, and what did you think of Raw? Honestly,
1: my weekend's been pretty good. You know, I got two wins in, like, two of my fantasy leagues, so I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with that. And as far as Raw does go, it was a good show. I did like how we got, like,
0: how many things we did, did we get announced for Fastlane? Was it only one? So, technically two, but one. They confirmed that the John Cena match is a handicap match for now, and then the world title match, The Last Man Standing.
1: Okay, so, so we got, like, two
0: things announced. We got some
1: stuff announced for No Mercy, which is kind of cool. Yeah, they're really pushing and- that No Mercy show in
0: tomorrow's NXT.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. As they should. I mean, they got Becky down there, so they should try to like push it.
0: Uh, hold on, are you fucking kidding me right now? So I'm looking up to see if I missed anything for Fastlane being announced, and the first thing that comes up on Google, because I just go straight to the Wikipedia to see what's announced for the pay-per-view. Fastlane predictions from, and I'm going to say it right out loud, cited and daily DDT, you stupid sons of bitches. Will the Raw, the Raw, uh, so, I'll read the exact title. WWE Fastlane 2023 Full Match Card Predictions The Rock Will Replace AJ Styles What? Yeah. That from, and I'll say I usually I don't like to give credit, but this is dumb as shiz worse than some ringside news bullshit. Hand sided daily DDT. Yeah, sure, I think it would be cool to, to replace AJ Styles. Well, do you know who it's supposed to be? LA Knight? Yeah, but he had COVID and had to leave early on Friday. He tested positive for COVID at the building. I mean, if he's fine by, the, by fast Fastlane, right. maybe him, but I don't know. So the whole thing on, did you watch SmackDown? Yes, I did. Okay, so SmackDown ended and it was a crappy ending. That's not how it was supposed to end. It was supposed to end with John Cena getting beat down and L.A. Knight coming down, saving Cena, beating up the bloodline and Cena and L.A. Knight standing tall in the middle of the ring with L.A. Knight signing the contract. That is how the show was supposed to end. Well, because L.A. Knight, tested, I don't know how that worked, that he got to the building and then tested positive for COVID. I don't know about all that, but he was there, tested positive, and left early. Well, he couldn't do his stuff. He was also supposed to team with Cena after the show for the dark match against the Street Profits.
1: But instead, they just beat up John Cena.
0: I mean, he should be like good to go by then. I mean, wouldn't you think? I don't know. COVID's a thing where you can get over it in four days, five days, take you two, three weeks. So it's a really wait and see process. But if the, so the rumors are, the rumors are L.A. Knight teams with John Cena. John Cena and an L.A. Knight beat the bloodline. And that leads to L.A. Knight, most likely, potentially, if the rumors are true, getting a shot at Roman in Saudi. I mean, he's most likely not going to beat Roman. But... No, no. But he should, he should get a good showing for that, though. So I'm reading this fan-sided thing, this, this Daily DDT, and it says... The bloodline, uh, the, the tag match was supposed to be AJ Styles, but the bloodline injured him and assured that the match would not be secured for Fastlane. Who could replace AJ? Could it be LA Knight? Randy Orton? Cody Rose? Or Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Well, first off, this came out two days ago, which was Saturday, after we already learned the LA Knight news. So, it says, or Dwayne The Rock Johnson. With that being said, the following will focus on some potential matches for the PLE event and the idea of The Rock replacing AJ Styles. Well, first off, AJ was never the plan. I get it. They're trying to stay in kayfabe and all that. But it just makes them look oh so freaking stupid. So, so dumb. Like, here you go. WWE raw predictions for today. Randy Orton will finally return to action. That's stupid. Whoever's writing this stuff needs to get fired because it's making them look bad. Just saying. Did she did you see some other like fake news that was like posted Which
1: stuff on Twitter? About the one like Triple H and Stephanie separating. I don't know if you saw
0: that. That might be true, though. I'm not going to speculate because I don't have any knowledge, but that actually might be true because that ain't the first I've heard of that this year. So I've heard of that a couple of times over the last year. Well, that might be true. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say on it because I don't have any
1: knowledge. Well, a lot of people think it's untrue, but some people are taking it
0: seriously. So, That's because it's very, now I know where most people are seeing that come from. And that's like one of the worst. It's almost, they're just as bad, if not worse, than ringside news, where it started from today. But I had heard about this being something like six months ago, and then like three or four months before that. So it's not anything new. It might be new that it's actually happened, but there were, I'll just say it, there were. Rumors and speculations earlier this year that they were separated and not living together, just like Vince and Linda. So, just saying. I don't know what's true, what's not. Not my business to do diving into their personal lives. If TMZ or someone else wants to report it, then I'll aggregate it. But until that, we're just going to wait and see. Magmort, I am taking that out of... I know we just talked about it, but I'm not giving you're citing credit I don't want them talked about in this chat but with that as far as tonight does go I want to say thank you for joining me here to our us here twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher Spotify Google Pod Apple Pod Anchor iHeartRadio and so much more remember if you are watching live on Twitch you can help us out a couple of different ways You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, head over to YouTube, hit that join button, and become a channel member. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're pre-ordering Assassin's Creed Mirage, getting into Cyberpunk 27.7 Phantom Liberty, maybe you're getting Payday 3, claiming the free games out of line, or the Forest Quartet, we're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys. Use this code right here, PW Unlimited at checkout. And you will be supporting us at no extra cost. I believe it's tomorrow. Ahsoka drops in Fortnite in the Battle Pass. So you may want to use our code when buying that Battle Pass. If you haven't already, PWUNLIMITED. I know we'll be streaming it, trying to unlock Ahsoka. So figure it all out. We'll see how it goes. We'll have some fun. I played Fortnite horribly last night. Uh, I wouldn't say horribly, but I wasn't all that great. I just wasn't on my game last night. But with that... Do you have a sleep last night when you were playing? Oh, I don't know. It was late, and I didn't sleep much the night before. So, Also, speaking of not sleeping, next year when they do Elimination Chamber, it's basically going to be like a New Japan show. 3 o'clock Um, Or 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. So Just a heads up for everybody now. That's going to be like
1: like an upcoming one.
0: Go for it. What happened?
1: Like their upcoming elimination chamber?
0: Yeah, because it's going to be in Australia. And they're going to do it live in Australia at their time.
1: Oh, that's probably going to be like an
0: early morning show. Well, yeah, 6 a.m. Eastern. Jesus. It's like New Japan. It's in the same time zone. I need my sleep. I'll, I'll watch it in the morning. Well, that's like I saw some people. They were like, um, all the news and spoilers are going to be out before I even wake up. So then I wake up, look at my phone, and boom, I'm going to see everything from, you know, all the different, you know, if ESPN posts anything or if Bleacher Reports got a story or something, you know, all those different websites that say WWE results. So I'll be up because I'll, re- I'll review the show. I'll just not sleep or I'll go to sleep. Like I've done with Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom before. Take a nap from like 11 to 2 or something like that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's like, see, uh, October, November, December, January, February, March. That's like five, six months away. So we got time to figure that out. We do have a Saturday well, Go for it.
1: I think your best bet, just sleep during the day on Saturday. That's probably your
0: best bet. I'd rather sleep right before and then just like I don't know, we'll figure it out. And then we got a Saudi show coming up next month. That's another early morning show. So and then that here's the question with that. When do we get the first 2024 Saudi show? Are we going to get Elimination Chamber from Australia in February and then a Saudi show in March? I mean that would make sense, right?
1: Would Probably, make, yeah. That would make
0: the most sense, but that's so far away. What We're talking about happened tonight. Also, yes, only two matches so far announced for the WWE Fastlane pay per view a week from did a week from Saturday a week from Saturday. Wow, so either we're getting a lot of SmackDown matches, or they're announcing everything next week. So we got one Raw match and one SmackDown match. And to be completely honest, other than maybe redoing this tag title match, I don't know anything else we do on the... Well, r- let's predict it really fast. Tag title match gets redone. I would assume based on the way Raw ended tonight. That would be three matches. Gunther versus Champa for the IC title. There's four. Naya and Rhea? Maybe. Or Naya Rhea and Raquel in a three way. And so And they just pin Raquel so that Ria well, looks Rhea, look, Rhea pins, look strong. Rhea pins Raquel to retain, and Naya doesn't take the pin, so that's five. Maybe get one more match in there. So Asuka versus EO. EO beat her clean on SmackDown. No problem. Kinda.
1: Or or Charlotte. I know Charlotte maybe charlotte i don't know
0: yeah see that's tough because they're not really building they're building stuff but not in a way that i would think oh that's for a pay-per-view oh that's for a pay-per-view also speaking of pay-per-views tentatively aew has a december pay-per-view scheduled but basically they're did going they announce- they're going once a month starting now
1: did they announce uh santos versus ray for smackdown yes yeah,
0: so this smack this friday oh that would be perfect for fast lane right also, with Gunther and Ciampa, you got to remember, most of Gunther's defenses have been on television, not on pay-per-view. I mean, he's had pay-per-view defenses. Yeah, I think he'll defend it fast lane. Especially since he they, should. Especially since they announced next week as a contract signing. There's no way they're going to say, Oh, sign the contract. Well, actually, no, they didn't. I don't know. I think it's going to be a fast lane. I think it's going to be a fast lane. But as far as tonight's Monday Night Raw does go, Interestingly, WWE.com did not have the Cody segment advertised, yet they did mention it on SmackDown. And Cody Rhodes did open up the show. So, uh, and Cody Rhodes opens up the show, kicks it off. There's a three-minute video package that aired recapping last week's main event angle before Rhodes welcomed us to a sold-out Toyota Arena in Ontario, California. For all you people that thought they were in, I saw at least four people tweet, they had Natty losing Canada. No. They were not in Ontario, Canada. They were in Ontario, California. Michael Cole, now granted he said this after the Natty match, I heard him twice say, we're here in Ontario, California, right outside of Los Angeles. So yeah. They were not in I think, Canada.
1: I don't think I ever heard of an Ontario, California. It's literally.
0: Most people just consider it part of LA. It's you've been? It's like, huh? You've been? I've been everywhere down in LA, the LA area. I was born there, lived there till I was six. Half my family still lives down there. So yeah. It it basically. It's just if you go to the outer rim of LA, you're in you'll you'll hit Ontario. It's like going to New York and saying, I've been to Brooklyn and Manhattan. If that makes sense.
1: I've been to New York. There's so many people there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kinda like New York where you're like, you just say I've been to New York and it's like, but you may have gone to Brooklyn, you may have gone to Manhattan and whatnot. But it's like LA. Oh, LA, well, I may have gone to Long Beach, and I may have gone to Riverside, and I may have gone to Anaheim, but it's all just LA for the most part. Like There's Los Angeles, and then there's like, you go to Disneyland. Technically, you're in Anaheim if you go to Disneyland. But if you go to Universal Studios, then you're in Los Angeles. It's It's all butted up next to each other to where there's no difference. Basically, they were in LA tonight. So, Rhodes says the arrival of Jay Uso to Monday Night Raw meant something or someone would be getting drafted to SmackDown. And we learned later from Adam Pearce, they still haven't figured that out because he was on the phone going, no, we, have, we still haven't confirmed and figured out who we're going to draft over to SmackDown. He said that on the phone. Don't know why it's taken so long, but it has. Cody then said that it's also meant that there's a disgruntled locker room here on Monday Night Raw. Some thought that Rhodes should have let Jay sink. Cody wasn't going to do that. He certainly wasn't best friends with Jay as well. Rhodes said that there may be other reasons he wanted Jay on Raw. Quote, we're not in the third inning anymore, boys. But Rhodes said, and and I think that was a reference to when they were like, we're only in the first inning with the Cody story. Is, Is that what that could have been? After Mania, they're like, we may only be in the first inning right now. Paul Heyman said that with the Cody story. So okay, I so, you know. I still believe this Jey Uso move is getting Cody to SmackDown. I think that's, that's going to be the whole thing is everyone keeps asking, Cody, why did you do it? Cody, why did you do it? And he, his response keeps being to help Jay, to help Jay, to help Jay get away from the bloodline. But I think in the end, it's to help himself get to SmackDown.
1: But my question is, like, when, when does it get moved? Because right now, I feel like it's not going to be anytime soon. Cause, after
0: Survivor Series. Yeah, I'd say, like, after Survivor Series, but... Here's the crazy thing, though. They basically set up War Games tonight, and that's not for two months. Like oh, that, yeah, they did. That match was set by the end of this show. Like, I was waiting for Regal to just walk out and go, Four people? War Games! Like, four people, four mean, people... Regal- he wouldn't. I don't think Regal can legally do it yet. I think he can. I don't... So, there's still some gray area on all that because technically his contract was supposed to be up in February. So well, I don't know. But then, apparently Tony Khan put some caveat on it when they, he let him out like three or four months early or two months early. It's weird. I don't know. He's working backstage. He's like Triple H's right hand. It's like well, him... Triple H, Bruce Prichard, they're running these. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, Tony Khan put that like one-year clause saying you can't show up on WWE
0: television for like a year. Which is weird because if, if everything was correct, he only had a month or two left on his contract anyways with AEW unless there was an option period that Tony could have picked up at that year for an extra year, and that's why he was able to put the year clause. I don't know. Never seen his contract.
1: I mean, if he could be on television, like, anytime soon, that would be, like, perfect to do war games. But right. But the thing is, though, like,
0: there's no really, like, story for him to, like, return on WWE television like that. Yeah, because Shawn's taking over NXT, and I think Shawn Michaels is doing a good job in that role. Regal was great and, in the role, but Shawn's doing fine. I
1: will say, you know, William Regal, he, he was a better GM than Shawn Michaels is, but Shawn Michaels is doing a good job. Got it.
0: Let Adam Pearce runs SmackDown, and William Regal runs Raw.
1: Oh, that'd be perfect, but... Ooh, do you know what they should do? Uh-huh. Have Adam Pierce like, announce on Raw saying, for now on, we have a new Raw GM, and I will run SmackDown. Here's William Regal. Yeah. And later that night, he, he says, like, war games.
0: Mm-hmm. That'd be perfect. Right. Um... Where was I in my notes? Rhodes said that Jay made the right call not joining Judgment Day. And then, well, on cue out came Judgment Day. Ben Ballard and Damian Priest didn't appreciate Rhodes getting involved in their business. Priest and Rhodes had... uh, Priest Priest said Rhodes had to make everything about himself. Dominic Mysterio tried to speak, and they booed the crap out of him. And they didn't... So for all the stuff we've been saying recently of... Oh, it sounds like they're drowning him out. It sounds like they're raising the volume. It sounds like they're piping in booze. No. Ryan Satin was there, front row, sitting behind commentary. He posted a video when Dominic was speaking. The boos were so loud in the building, you could not hear Dominic on the microphone. So, no, they're not piping in booze. These crowds are really booing that loud. It's fantastic. When's Ryan Satin's contract with WWE set to expire? Now? He literally said that this may be the last show he covers as a full-time wrestling reporter. He tweeted out. Uh, it was my last event covering wrestling full-time. It was, he said, if that was my last event covering wrestling full-time, it was a good ride. So, yeah. Someone had a sign in the crowd that says, came out of a coma for Raw. Okay. I saw another one where a kid had a sign that said, I skipped school to see Cody Rhodes. I can't really skip school for that. You just, like, you're traveling all day just to, like, skip school to go to Raw. Well, I mean, depending on. So, you got to think they're West Coast. So, you got to be there at, like, four o'clock. Some people don't get out of school until like 2.33 and say you're on one side. Trust me, L.A. traffic, I get it. If you're on one side of L.A. trying to travel to the other side of L.A., a map may tell you it's 20 minutes. L.A. traffic going to tell you it's three or four hours at that time. So I could see it. I could see it. If, like, you're over here. Well, I'll pull up a map really fast. Google Maps.
2: let's go Toyota Arena. So like, let's see,
0: pull this up on the screen really fast. So like, here's where the Toyota Arena is in Ontario, which is on the east side of the Los Angeles area. You have downtown LA down here. You got, like, your coastal cities. You got Huntington Beach. You've got, you know, down here, you got Long Beach. You've got Torrance. You got Inglewood. And if you're, like, out here in just regular Los Angeles, or if you're over here on Long Beach or Huntington Beach, you would think, okay, say I'm going... Let's get directions really fast. Say I'm going from... Can I pin it? Uh, let's swap.
2: They were going... I'm like not gonna let me do it, is it? Oh, it's not gonna let me do it. But let's just say like Long Beach.
0: You're going from Long Beach. Why is it going there? That's not what I want. Toyota Arena. So it says an hour on a good day. You may want to double if not triple that with L.A. traffic at 3 in the afternoon. So, yeah. L.A. traffic is the worst in the afternoon on a weekday. Trust me. Or like when, pe- when people get out of school or people get off work. Yep. Well, most of the day. But, I mean. But, yeah. Afternoon, it's the worst. I'm I've been in L.A. traffic at, like. 10 in the morning, and it took a good hour to go 10 miles.
2: So, there was a lot of
0: bumper-to-bumper traffic in L.A. Oh, what did I just do? Uh Uh-oh, I broke something. My screen just went white.
2: There it goes. Fixed it.
0: All right. Judgment Day, they're in the ring with Cody. Rhodes says that they had all the title matches tonight and wondered what would happen if Mommy returned and they were empty-handed. Dom told Rhodes to keep Mommy's name out of your mouth. Judgment Day, were about to go after Rhodes. And Jey Uso would suddenly appear out of nowhere. Like he was, he like popped up from under the ring or something. I don't know. He was probably from the crowd. Judgment Day realized they still had the numbers advantage. They hopped on the apron, but then backed off again when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came down to the ring. The numbers were then evened when JD McDonough came down with two chairs. Only brought two. You know there's three of them. He only brought two chairs, though. He should have brought four chairs, anyways. Uh, JD hands a chair to Finn. They look like they're going to go down to the ring, and Priest did not like this. McDonough and Dom then hit the ring, and Priest was annoyed. But joined his partners anyways. The baby faces then cleared the ring, leaving Priest all alone. Priest didn't back down and was quickly swarmed by the baby faces. Jay super kicked him, hit him with a chair, and sent him out of the ring. So there we go. Opening segment of the show. It was good, it was fine. It just built tension for later on, and basically Damien don't like J D at all anymore. Like he was kind of warming up to him, not anymore. What did you think of the opening segment?
1: I mean, it was a good opening segment. Like, don't get me wrong. But as far as, like, the Damian JD stuff, like, it's going to be interesting to, like, to see when, like, Damian will finally be like, all right, JD's cool and stuff.
0: Because we need them for Survivor Series if they're good. And now here's the thing, though. They haven't confirmed that Survivor Series is war games yet. We're just assuming based off last year. They definitely should keep it. I would.
1: Because, like, you can't really
0: do Raw versus SmackDown anymore. I mean, I guess you could, well, but... Well, you don't need to. I mean, you remember Survivor Series back in the day was just teams versus teams. Random people thrown together to fight each other, so... You can just go back to the traditional yeah. old-school Survivor Series.
1: But here's the thing with
0: that. Normally, they had, like, captains, and they would always try to, like, recruit
1: people, though. Well, I mean... Yeah.
0: But I mean, with this team, you've already got it made. You don't really need to recruit.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I just thought like having war games last year made it more
0: fun. Oh, no, no, no. no. I, I for sure would want war games. Now here's the question. Women's war games, what is it? Oscar Charlotte and Bianca and Shotsi and against EO... Bailey, and then two more heels. Can't be Dakota. She won't be cleared.
2: Maybe, uh, can you add Rhea to that?
0: Rhea. Mm, Rhea on which side? Babyface or still on the heel side, I mean? Yeah, do it on the heel side. Because I would think add Rhea to the Babyface side, add Naya to the heel side. But. If we're going off of like they did it last year, was there interpromotional like Raw and SmackDown mixed together? I can't remember. There was, yeah, I think so. Because oh yeah, because there was. For, a,
1: I think what was it? Did all for the the, women. Go for it. Go for it. So they did that for the women, and they did that for the men as well. Like they had Kevin Owens from Raw. They had.
0: Well, oh no, no no no! Was Drew
1: McIntyre on SmackDown? Yes.
0: Yes, but what I'm asking is, did they just randomly add like an a different brands feud into it with Kevin Owens? It made sense because he had already been feuding with the Bloodline at part parts of the year off and on, but like I can't remember if they just. I'm gonna look it up right now. Hold on, Survivor Series 20 series. 2022. I want to feel like Becky was just randomly added. She definitely wasn't, because
1: there was story with that. Because was there? Dam- damage control attacked Becky like their first night on. Oh raw. yeah, that's right.
0: With well, the, the Survivor Series, Sadler. SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see who was what. Bianca was Raw. Asuka was Raw. I forget Alexa Bliss was in War Games. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, no, this is all Raw. The women
1: was all Raw, and and the men was like mostly SmackDown. Right. So what I
0: was, what I'm, so they're not doing. They didn't do what I'm what I'm trying to get at. It's what I was trying to get at is all of both matches worked storyline wise. What I'm wondering is if they would just, like, if you, oh, we need, for the women, two extra people, so let's just throw Rhea and Naya in there, even though they don't fit storyline-wise with the other women. That's what I'm trying to get at. Would they just add two people from the other brand if it didn't make sense storyline-wise? Because they've done that for regular Survivor Series, where, oh, what one was it? There was one, the one when... Triple H asked Kofi if he was Jamaican anymore. That one, they did a lot of just throwing teams together because this guy and this guy are feuding, and we need an extra person over here, and we need an you know. They used to do that with Survivor Series matches, but with war games, they've made it actually make sense story-wise.
1: Or, yeah, they could add to the women on the SmackDown side. Maybe they have Alba Fire and uh, Isle of Dawn. Maybe have become heels. They're teasing them coming back.
0: They teased them last week.
1: Have them come back as heels, and they can join uh, Bailey and uh, Heel Sky.
0: I'm looking at the current roster right now. So I would say like Oscar, Charlotte, Bianca on one team. Maybe you need one more. The other team would
2: be EO Bailey. Um
0: We're looking, I don't even know. And Eo Bailey, maybe I like you said Isla and Alba. But then you still need one more baby face. Who do we have? Charlotte, Bianca, Shotzi, and Asuka. Shotzi, that's it. Shotzi. Shotzi, it's who I was. I couldn't think of. I mean, if you want to do Alba Fire and Out of the Dawn, that could work.
1: I mean, they're the only two I can think of. Yeah, so. same
0: here. No one else would really make sense-ish from a heel standpoint.
1: Someone said Zelina Vegas. Zelina Vega's is a baby face. Baby
0: face. I mean, if they want to put her instead of Shotzi, but Shotzi would make more sense.
1: because she's feeding with Bailey or let's say they wanted to take out, like, Charlotte or something
2: right. Then I can totally see it
0: Exactly Charlotte didn't Work it last year no
1: No she didn't She, she was taking time off yeah,
0: that's last year Seth still hasn't worked one And he probably won't this year as a champion If we go the judgment day route Oh it's for sure the judgment day route Yeah It's for sure So the announcers run down the card and they plug, I loved this. They plug (laughs) Otis versus Bronson Reed and Wayne Barrett goes, oh, and I bet you Big E is going to be loving to watch this match. Big meaty men slapping meat.
1: That is like a meme I hear like almost every single day. Oh yeah.
0: And the video of that is the greatest video you can ever watch. With Xavier Woods just, like, dying. Like, I literally think he's, like, I know he doesn't. But you would think that he's going to pass out from not breathing. He's laughing so hard in that video. Because Biggie's just like, Big meaty man. Slap slap on me. (laughs) It's the way he says it. He's like, you want to see, Big meaty man slapping me. Mm. It's like he's clapping while he's doing it. It's the greatest video. It's the greatest, like, what? 60 to 90 second video you'll ever watch. just because the way Woods is laughing and Kofi's trying not to laugh so hard but Woods almost falls out of his ch- it, it, If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's fan-freaking-tastic. Killed- Look, says, I Killed we'll- get- Army says, go for it. I only heard the audio vi- version of that. Oh, you haven't seen the video? Added. The video makes it so much better. Just because Woods, well, even Big E, because the way Big E's like, trying to talk, but he's making himself laugh. And it's, it's, I wish I could just play it right here, but I'd get, yeah. Kids, I mean, when we were talking about LA traffic, he is just like Detroit traffic. I don't know, I've never been to Detroit. But from what I've seen on the map, the Detroit area does not really look like the greater Los Angeles area. Los Angeles is huge. If you think of the Los Angeles, LA, Orange County areas we did have a Bronson Reed versus Otis match went four and a half minutes. Bronson Reed gave Otis a Samoan drop for a two before both men just collided into one another. Otis then followed this up with the back elbow, a discus clothesline and a back suplex. Otis then hit a caterpillar, but excuse me, missed a Vader bomb. Reed then followed this up with a senton and a tsunami splash to pick up the victory. Again, the match itself only goes about four and a half minutes. Any thoughts on the match? Fun match. A little quick opener. It was fun. Nothing but a Mm -hmm.
1: bunch of big meaty men slapping meat. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it was a match just to hype up Bronson Reed more. Maybe he could be next in line after Ciampa. I'd like that. Bronson Reed versus Gunther. That'd be a good match. Cause you got to think. I mean, Gunther, he he's gonna still need opponents, and we all know Champa. He's most likely not gonna win the belt, but. Right. I think I think uh, Bronson Reed. He'll be a cool next cha- challenger.
0: Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's your that that's his opponent right there. That could be for the Saudi show. Yeah. So well, Ciampa's music hits. He comes down to the ring. We cut to the back. Teganox approaches Becky Lynch. This was kind of dumb. Lynch was like, hey, last week, when I did the open challenge, I really just wanted you to face me for the title. But then Natalia came down. Then why didn't Becky just go, I'm here, I'm the NXT Women's Champion, and I want to defend against Tegan Knox."
1: So, oh yeah, this this whole thing was stupid, and I get the reasoning for it, because apparently... The original plan was supposed to be Tegan Nox. Yes. but Now they're trying, to retcon, said, they're trying
0: to retcon it. So Vince was like, no. I not want Natty. Was, Becky was like, well, you know, I even saw you at the curtain ready to come out when I went out. What happened? And Tegan's like, well, you know, Natty showed up. And she's a veteran, so I, I let her jump the line. I, I showed my respect. She's the veteran. And Becky's like, what? No. If you want something, you fight for it. You just take what you want. You need to step up, step on some toes, and prove your worth. Lynch then said, you know what? Next week, when I'm still the NXT Women's Champion, I'll give you a shot at the belt. And that encouraged Tegan Knox. So is that basically saying that Becky's going to retain? No. Against Tiffany? No. Tiffany? because they showed a graphic at the end of the show or before the main event that said, whoever is the NXT Women's Champion, whether it is Becky or Tiffany, will defend against Tegan Knox next week. So we then go to a break. We don't go back to the ring where Chompa's just sitting there waiting. We go to the back, and Tegan Knox all shyly approaches. Mm, Hi, Adam. Uh, I'm wondering if you know... After Saturday, when Becky defends the NXT woman's title, if maybe I can get the next shot at the belt? And Natty just walks right in and goes, Hey, so, uh, Adam, I want another shot of Becky in her belt. And I'm just like, okay. So we got the shy little girl and the aggressive, give me what I want, Natty. And Tegan's like, whoa, hey, I've already asked for the shot. And Natty's just like, okay, and? And so the two just start clucking, and finally Adam Pierce is like, ladies, how about you face each other tonight and the winner gets the shot? And they're both like, okay, that works. So, yeah. Why didn't like Tegan Nox's like, it, it, it behavior made, and all of this? It made Tegan look kind of like she doesn't even believe in herself, so why should we believe in her? Like, if she doesn't feel like she's worthy, why do we think she, Why should we think she's worthy? Like, I get it. The whole, that's the veteran. Okay, shake her hand and say, I'm going out there. I was standing in line. I was standing here first. Yeah.
1: And uh, someone <laughs> in the YouTube chat said, when's Gargano coming back? I have no clue. Your guess Probably is as good as mine. Didn't Fife report that he was at WWE headquarters for something? When? I think they posted it yesterday. I could be wrong, but...
0: I'll look it up right now.
1: They posted something
2: about Gargano. I can't remember what it was. Mm.
0: Let's see. That's Jey Uso. That's about Sammy Callahan. Uh, Matt Taven, Eddie
2: Kingston, Luke Gallows. I'm not seeing anything. Not on their Patreon, at least.
0: Maybe it's under this. Here it is from Saturday. Johnny Gargano was at WWE headquarters this week, though we haven't been told for what. Okay, I didn't see that.
2: I mean, I don't know if it's anything important at all, or probably not, or if he was just there to visit. I don't know.
1: <clears throat> Who knows? I'd say the perfect time to bring it back is after the Champa and Günther stuff.
0: Oh, speaking of that, I gotta find a Ryan Satin tweet really fast because this plays into champa sitting there waiting for all this stuff during the commercial um brian satton sent out a tweet that stated the kid next to me got champa to come over during the commercial and said to him to get diy going again champa replied with quote i'm trying i'm trying is he still
1: doing that flyer things? So like I'm, I'm still looking for my best friend.
0: I don't know. Let's go to his Twitter. And I know a little post on his Instagram sometime. What was it? Instagram. I'd seen those on...
1: videos of like him going, like, "Have you seen my best friend?"
0: Let's go, Champa. Uh... I mean, his Instagram photo, oh, fo- profile. Picture. Yeah, I was gonna say his profile picture is the ch- the Johnny missing poster he doesn't post on Twitter though but if you go to his Instagram
1: he hasn't really said anything about DIY since like September 2nd that was like the anniversary thing
0: yeah same thing on his Instagram the whole missing poster yeah he hasn't really no nothing really He's probably just he's probably just keeping that on hold until like after the Gunther stuff. I do love this Chompa shirt where it's the skull and then the words Chompa makes the beard. That's so cool. I haven't seen that shirt before. That's a really cool shirt. Anywho. Speaking of Champa, he took on Ludwig Kaiser in an eight minute match. Champa fought back after a break because nothing happened during the uh, before the first break. It was like two minutes, and then we went to break. He did hit a draping DDT, got a two off of it. Giovanni Vinci tried to get involved, and in... so Champa just drilled him with a knee strike. The referee ignored all of this as far as the match does go to check on Vinci. Why he ain't part of the match? The then hit Champa with an Enziguri, but the ref was distracted and didn't go for the count. Kaiser was pissed off and kicked Vinci out of the ring. Kaiser then turned around. Champa nailed him with a knee strike to the face. Champa then pinned him. One, two, three. There we go. Champa then looked right into the camera and told Gunther, "Sign the contract for the IC title." They Then showed a very upset and displeased Gunther watching backstage. What do you think of the match? I liked it a lot. I thought him and I thought him and Ludwig worked well together.
1: This was definitely a good match. Definitely like a great way to like hype up Champa, as far as like building up in versus Gunther. And I liked Gunther's like reaction to this because he's basically just like, like what's the word I'm looking for? Like a like a drill sergeant upset with his soldiers. Maybe.
0: Well, yeah, he's a. No, I wouldn't even go drill sergeant. I would just say he's like a, a general. He's the ring general. He's the general, and they're his soldiers. So, what I also do really appreciate here, and they kind of did the same thing with Chad Gable, they're building somebody up. It's not like with Nakamura that all of a sudden is just like, hey Seth, I want to challenge you. I didn't do anything to earn it, but I want to challenge you. At least these guys are getting wins by beating Vinci, beating Ludwig, going out there beating, I mean, Champa... Trump has beat Bronson Reed recently, right? So, I mean, they're building people up for this icy title. It's not just anybody's just going to get given a shot. You're going to earn it, and I like that. I mean, in all actuality, everyone's just given everything. It's scripted and written for them. But when we turn our brains off and think of it as just what it is, people are earning it by picking up victories. Take notes, A.W. <laughs> Everything's an open challenge. Motherfuckers. We got a cool Dragon Lee hype video. I really liked this one. Becky Lynch then joined commentary for the next match. Wait, Barrett asked Lynch if she was offering chances to the mid-card wrestlers because she was trying to avoid veterans. And Becky goes, what? Avoid veterans? I beat Natty last week, and I beat all the other women in the back already. So we did get Tegan Knox versus Natty. The match went two and a half minutes, and there's nothing that happened. I didn't even get any notes other than Natty blocked a Shining Wizard, hit a sit-out power bomb for a two. Knox blocked a Sharpshooter, hit a Shining Wizard, and pinned her. That's literally all I got. Anything else to the match? I was glad Tegan got the win because yeah. she was like pretty desperate for one. Well. Cool. I saw somebody not gonna name names, Mr. I think I'm right all the time. Oh, tonight's gonna start a natty story, a big natty story. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. I will say this about Tegan
1: Knox. She she barely worked like main roster stuff ever since like she returned. I mean not her fault. I mean I, I know, but still
2: Ooh, I'm going to see really
0: fast. The person. Yeah, they said. Oh, okay. Never mind. I take it back. Someone just tweeted a Natty story kicks off tonight and then said so-and-so said it. But they really didn't. They debunked it. Gotcha. That happens a lot. There was somebody recently that literally tweeted out. Where was it? Oh, they tweeted that I reported that Jade Cargill had signed and was being placed on SmackDown. I'm like, excuse me, I I said what? First off, I don't break news, and second off, um, no one said that. And that's been happening a lot recently. It's been happening a lot with Fightful, PW Insider, where people would just tweet, 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 and then be like, dash Fightful calling Fightful, saying I'm crediting them, even though they never reported it. And I even sent a a message to this person that tweeted out the whole Jade thing, and I was like, hey, may I ask you why you're saying I reported this? And they're like, spoiler alert, Jade's coming to SmackDown. And I'm like, okay, uh, I never said that. Nobody ever said that. Can you pull that tweet down because I don't want to be associated with fake news. And then they were just like, it's coming. Early 2024. Just wait and see. I was like, Okay, so you're not pulling this week down, cool. Yeah, people do that with Meltzer a lot. They like, like mis, misuse like Meltzer's words a lot. Well, that's something else. That's different when you hear one thing and you accidentally take it the wrong way, and so when you tweet it, it's what he said, but not in the correct context. That's different than just going. I heard from PW Unlimited that Jade Cargill signed and is going to be on SmackDown. I never said that. I just said that I would put her on the main roster over NXT. I never said she's signed and going to SmackDown. I predicted. But yeah. It's happened a couple times where, where someone's been like, PW Unlimited said this. Tim from PW Unlimited said this. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And so then I got message to message them and ask them to take it down. It's a whole thing. You only imagine like Sean Ross Sapp having to do that multiple, multiple times a day with Fightful. Because it's all over on Reddit. Reddit's even worse with people crediting different outlets even though they never said anything. Well, nothing happened in that match. Tegan Knox won, and as they announced later, Tegan will challenge for the NXT Women's Championship next week on Raw, no matter who the champion is. Whether it's Tiffany or Becky.
1: Do you think Tiffany should get the belt back at No Mercy?
0: Mm, no. For the sole fact of, I don't want hot potato. It'd be too, too soon. Becky don't need to hold that title for just three weeks. That'd be the dumbest thing ever. Then why, would, why should she have won it? It's like when Cody beat Nick Aldis at All In 2018 just to say, hey, I finally won the NWA belt. And then a month later, dropped it right back to Nick Aldis at the anniversary show. Yeah, that was dumb. Just just like I say, Cody has been the NWA world champion for a month. Yeah. So, no. I mean, Tiffany should have never lost it in the first place. They never should have done this Becky thing. I get why they did it. It was a big, big, big ratings booster for NXT. But now you got to commit. And I think Becky needs to hold that belt for at least two months, month and a half at the most. And I don't think Tiffany should be the one to take it back from her. I think somebody else should beat Becky, and then Tiffany can get it back by beating them. Lyra Valkyrie. I mean, you could. You could do the whole thing of they're doing the match on Saturday, it's no disqualification. Lyra comes out, screws Becky. Well, no, that still wouldn't work. Tries to screw Becky. Becky still wins, and then Lyra, I don't know. They'll figure something. I think there's a good chance. I don't want Lyra to be a heel, though. I really like her as a baby face. You know what they could That's do, a- though? They could
1: They could also just Lyra, have Lyra be like, hey, you know, I know I've been helping you a lot, but I still just want a chance that you're... I your NXT title, you know, respectfully.
0: Yeah, but then that's more of just random people getting shots without earning it. At least Tegan earned it. Yeah, but at least you can have Lyra
1: just pick up a bunch of singles wins. True. And still help Becky at the same time. Yeah. And just, say, just be like, hey, I've been picking up a lot of wins, and respectfully, I, I
0: want a shot at your title. Because mm-hmm. didn't Becky say something recently about giving younger talent, more opportunities, and that's why she's on NXT and why she wanted to be the champion. So something like that. The, the, here's the thing, though. The Lyra thing didn't make sense because literally, if you watched NXT last week, did you watch NXT last week, yes or no? Uh, no. Okay, so they announced a handicap match. And Roxanne Perez has a match, wins in like two minutes, goes to the back and is like, hey, Becky, so, do uh, you need a partner for tonight? I know you have a handicap match. I'll, I'm Gratefully, I'll be your partner. I'd love to team with you. And Becky goes, nah. I'm going to go this one alone. So, she goes down to the ring. And then Lyra just shows up, helps Becky, and becomes her partner. And Becky's all cool with it. After she basically just shit all over Roxanne and said, I don't want your help. That was weird. That was a little weird. Because he told Roxanne, I don't want your help. So then when Becky was making her entrance, she gets double teamed during her entrance. And then that's when Lyra comes out, makes the save. Becky stands up. Like, she helps Becky up or whatever. Her and Becky look at each other. And then Becky's like, yeah, let's go. So it was weird that Becky, at one point in the show, said, I want to do it alone. And then was all cool with Lyra helping her and being her partner. So I didn't like that. But if they, they're building up Lyra, and I think Lyra's got something. I think Lyra's really, really good. To the point where, in the ring, Roxanne is better. But I think Lyra might be a little better on the mic. And like her, her delivery in speaking on camera.
1: I, I absolutely agree with that. I think Roxanne Perez still needs like more like... Work on her promos. Because, like, like I don't know if you remember this one. Remember the one during, like, Stand and Deliver weekend where, mm. like, she was talking to Shawn Michaels. And you
0: can just tell, like, by her, like, promo work, you can just tell, like, she was reading something off a script. Well, I mean, it was, like, two weeks ago on NXT. They're in the woman's locker room. And it literally just felt like a bunch of middle school or high school drama students learning how to act. That don't know how to act.
2: Year one of drama. Yeah. Like, you might be good in the ring, but not everybody's ready for that main roster right
0: off the jump. And somebody that wasn't ready for change, well, that's Damian Priest. Because Damian Priest comes storming into the Judgment Day locker room, pissed off as all get down. He storms in there. And he chucks the chair across the room. He got right in J.D. McDonough's face and told him, you're not in Judgment Day. I don't like you. You're never going to be in Judgment Day. Get out. He leaves. And Dom and Finn are just looking at him like, oh, shit, what did J.D. do? What happened? What Oh, crap. Bella tried to get in, in the middle of it and was just like, you know, never mind. Because, like, Priest basically sh- was shoved him, sort of, backed him off, and was like, no, you, I don't care who he is or who likes him and this and that. No, so,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, we then get Seth Rollins. We say he's coming up next. We go to a break. When we come back, Seth Rollins enters. He's wearing these shiny, shiny red outfit with some gla- sunglasses and whatnot. I'm getting a little tired of the Say something, say something, sing my song. Say something, say something, sing my song. It's getting a little annoying. Or it's like the we'll hear from Seth Rollins next, and everyone.
1: And he keeps like doing the
0: Well, that's like the, fine. Oh. But it's when he literally stops his promo and then just like sing my song. And he listens for like 30 seconds. It's getting annoying. And it doesn't feel like a baby face. It feels like the heel that needs the Affirmation that needs the assurance of oh they really do like me. It doesn't come off fully babyface when you need to know that people actually like you. It's like, oh, so are you a hated guy that wants to be loved? You know what I mean? Maybe maybe that's WWE's move. Maybe WWE
1: says like they really like the fans, like oh, Vince, loves it. With-
0: Vince loves the sing-alongs. I'll tell you that right now. Vince loves the sing alongs. Yeah, maybe it's a Vince move. So Seth said that Shinsuke Nakamura is doing nothing but ducking him. He then asked to sing my song. He then said something or other and then said, sing it louder. He then said that he wants to defend the world title. And he's only going to give Shinsuke Nakamura one more chance. One more chance to accept or he's going to move on and give one of the million other people in the back a shot at the belt. Ron says, time for games is over, and I want your answer now. Then we get a pre-tape video where it's like, oh, Nakamura can read the future. Because Nakamura in the video says, this is my last shot. You want my answer now? And I'm like, yeah, that's what he said. But how would you know that if you've already recorded and added subtitles to this video? Anyways, Nakamura's video plays. Nakamura wanted nothing more than to be the straw that broke Seth's back. Nakamura said Rollins was impatient. He showed all of his cards. Now, it's time for Nakamura to show his. Nakamura wanted a match so brutal that Rollins would never be able to walk again. A conclusion so humiliating that his daughter would be ashamed to even look at him. Nakamura would stand tall, but Seth would never stand again. Nakamura then challenged Seth Rollins to last man standing. I like the video. I like these videos with him talking in Japanese and then throwing in some English and the subtitles. I like these. They're very effective. Rollins then, said that oh, Nak- too. Yeah. Rollins then said that Nakamura almost played things perfectly, but he made one critical mistake. Rollins said that his back wasn't his weakness. Rollins said that his broken back was a strength, and the only way his family would be ashamed is if he didn't give it everything he had. Rollins knew that every time he stepped in the ring, it might be his last. But he was the best in the world and the world heavyweight champion. Rollins said only one of them was walking out of fast lane. And it wasn't Nakamura. What did you think of the segment? And now that we know it's Nakamura versus Seth, last man standing. I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean... In this case, he's worked last man standing
1: matches before in the past. Right. The one against AJ Styles, yep. so it's nothing new to him. So, I mean, I think it's cool that they had stipulation in this one, not just like another. Oh yeah, like, they had regular to. match. Yeah, they had to. So my question is: Is this going to be the main event
0: for Fastlane? Yeah that's tough. Either this or the John Cena match. Cause I can totally see it being the John Cena one. I can too. Unless Cena opens the show. I say Cena in the bloodline with LA hmm. No. Cena in the bloodline with LA Knight opens the show. This is the main event. The last thing you see is Cena standing. Well not Cena, Seth standing tall. Retaining the title, unless you want LA Knight standing tall at the end of the show. I don't know. Not we're not getting not any. Thing. We're not getting any Roman, so it's not like we're going to get a Roman LA Knight confrontation on Fastlane. So it doesn't have to be the main event. That's why I think it doesn't have to be the main event if we're not getting a Roman LA Knight confrontation. So I do Seth route.
1: But the route they're going is LA Knight versus Roman and Saudi. I can totally just see it being L.A. Knight returning. Helping
0: Cena to win. And then he key opens Smack like the next SmackDown. Oh, yeah. They can for sure go that route too of Cena's got no partner. But now Cena is teasing a mystery partner. And then it's L.A. Knight. But the whole thing of the thing is. Heyman keeps saying, well, if they don't sign the contract, they don't get the match. So you can't do mystery partner and have them, you know, if they sign the contract to be the mystery partner, then the bloodline's gonna know who they are. So that's why I like the mystery partner aspect of it, but it
2: wouldn't work in storyline. So
0: well, Jackie Redman interviews Ricochet, he's on crutches. She asked him when the fans could expect him back because they said that he would return, but he's not sure when yet. He wanted to make one thing clear, though. No matter what happens with Shinsuke Nakamura, whether he wins the world title or not, he's got unfinished business with him, and he wants to fight him. Cool. Another ricochet Nakamura match. Those matches are always good. Um, Cole said that Ripley was still out of action because of Nia Jax, and that's why she is not here with Dirty Dom as Dom defended the NXT North American Championship against Dragon Lee in a freaking amazing 10-minute match. I loved this match. I thought this match was great. Even Michael Cole on commentary goes, I usually don't praise him, but Dirty Dom is doing really well and having a great match with Dragon Lee here tonight.
1: Apparently, the rumor is people are saying Nick Aldis was the one who produced that match. Oh, I wouldn't know. Uh, That's what people on Twitter keep
2: saying.
0: Um. Uh, who? I don't know where that would have come from. Because Fightful usually doesn't post their producer stuff till the next day. Unless it was PW Insider. I can look really fast. Regardless, I thought this match was great. It was way better than any Dominic match needed to be on a Raw if that makes sense. But early on, Dragon Lee did a flip, a flip dive onto Dom, but Dom responded by giving him a DDT on the apron. As we went to a commercial break during that break, Dom uh, tied during the break, Dom tied Dragon Lee's mask to the bottom rope and stomped away at him. I loved how commentary kind of battled each other here for a moment. They were like, Wade Barrett was like, and that is why Dom doesn't wear a mask, because the mask can be used as a hindrance. And then Michael Cole goes, well, no, he doesn't wear a mask because he doesn't respect his lineage and his heritage and what the mask actually means. So I liked that. You got Wade, who is like borderline heel, and then Michael Cole's just trying to go, no, he's a shitty person, and he doesn't like to wear the mask because he doesn't like to pay homage. Um, Dom then went to the top rope. After the break, but Dragon Lee got his knees up on a frog splash attempt. Dragon Lee came back with some strikes and a running dropkick in the corner for a two. Dragon Lee then hit a German suplex, but Dom followed this up with a Michinoku driver for a two. Dragon Lee then ducked a 619 attempt, hit a knee strike, and got another two off of it. Dom was on the apron. Dragon Lee used a running hurricane rana to drop Dom to the floor. Dragon Lee then followed this up with a sit-out powerbomb for a near fall, and the crowd started chanting, This is awesome. Way Barrett goes, Yes, this is awesome. Dragon Lee then hit a double foot stomp, but Dom crotched him over the top rope and then hit a frog splash and picked up the victory. There we go. Like, Dom kind of cheated, but he really didn't. He crotched him on the top rope. It's not really cheating. It happens in a lot of matches. The ref can see it and not call it. It's whatever. So, yeah. Honestly, Dom just beat him. If they just say, Dragon Lee's getting another shot on Saturday... I know it wouldn't make any sense, but what do you think of the match itself? Okay, match was match was
1: great, but still, like I have no clue what they're doing at No Mercy with Dom. Me neither. Unless he does some sort of like open challenge or something, I don't
0: know. It's couldn't have waited. like. No, that still wouldn't have worked. i would say another week to to get rid of Ollie? No, because they would have waited, needed to wait two weeks. I still don't know why they got rid of him in the first place. Because he wanted out. I mean, it makes sense. If someone's been asking to leave, and then you got to cut a bunch of people, why not cut the guy that's wanted to leave? It, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, but like like recently, though, he's been putting his heart and soul in the ring, though. True. That, that's, just, that's what makes it sad. It, it is, and but for all we know, maybe he's excited to go try other things. Maybe. I, we'll see what happens. He can work on December 20th. He can go anywhere he wants starting December 20th. Jackie Redmond interviewed Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Did you catch uh, a little bit later on when Michael Cole said, Kevin Owens and Sami Owens? Did you catch that? Huh? When uh, later on Michael Cole goes, it's uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Owens. Uh, I, I didn't hear that on commentary. Yeah. He said it right before the match when, like, like next up, Judgment Day will defend against Sammy's Z- or he's like, Judgment Day will defend the undisputed tag team titles against Kevin Owens and Sami Owens. But he just said it so smooth, like you would go, they changed Sammy's name? He said it like that was supposed to be what he said. Maybe he
1: said during the commercial break or something, I don't know.
0: He said it going to the break before the main event started. Anyways, uh, Jackie Redman interviewed Owens and Zane. Owens said that tonight had nothing to do with Jay Uso, and he just wanted to get his hands on the Judgment Day. Sammy said that this was about two friends who started at the bottom and reached all the way to the top at WrestleMania, and now they had to do it all again. Zayn fired up and said tonight was about taking back what's theirs. Owens was, uh, Owens was tired of taking and ready to punch some stupid faces. Cool segment. It worked. Then we got a weird segment. Nia Jax was interviewed in the ring by Michael Cole. He asked um, asked her a question and Jax attempted or admitted that she wasn't really paying attention to Michael Cole. She then goes, I'm Nia Jax, the baddest woman in all of WWE. Jax said that people thought that it was Rhea Ripley, but she squashed her like a bug. She also squashed... Uh, Shayna Baszler, and Zoe Stark, and Piper Niven, and Chelsea Green. And she would squash anyone else they put in the ring with her. The crowd started giving her the what chant. She then was about to repeat herself and her catchphrase when Zoe Stark would come out and get right into her face. Stark dared her to hit her, and Jax dropped her. So Stark went after her, and they had officials come down, break it up, and this and that. So, I think one referee, a female referee, actually, like, tackled Zoe down to hold her back. So, we come back. We go to a break. We come back from the break. Michael Cole lets us know it's official for Fastlane. John Cena will take on Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa of the Bloodline in a handicap match. And then we got a three-minute match. Nia Jax versus Zoe Stark. Crowd buzzed for this when Stark got Jax on her shoulders and then she immediately collapsed with Jax falling on her back. Oh. Jack, go for it.
1: Oh, nothing. Oh,
0: Jackson hit a leg drop with Stark's draped over the top or the bottom rope. Jackson hit her finisher, the uh, not an annihilator, it's the annihilate uh, her. That's how Michael Cole said it. Oh, and Nia Jax with the annihilate uh, her. I'm like, okay. And she her and picked up the win. Zoe gets pinned. I mean, it's clever. Yeah, the uh, Naya later. That's just like Chelsea Green's finish. The unpretty her. Instead of unprettier, it's the unpretty her.
1: We go to the back. So do they do? So you
0: think it's gonna be Nia versus a uh, Riott It's The only thing that makes sense. It's either that or a triple threat with with uh, Raquel. My
1: biggest question is, when's Rhea going like, to drop the belt? Because she's held the belt for a long time now. Since
0: WrestleMania. Unless they go the full year route. But Rhea's supposed to be back on the show next week. So just in time to set something up for Fastlane. In the back, Byron Saxton was with Jay Uso, and he didn't. He talked about not wanting to join Judgment Day. Jay wasn't interested in joining any groups. Saxton asked him about tonight's tag team title match. Jay said that he had beef with Owens. That's all it really was. He said, Sammy's still his dog. And he would keep a close eye on the judgment day in case they wanted to try anything funny. Um, they then talked about the Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia next year. Fowler then congratulated Dom on his big title victory. Dom wondered where Priest was. And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. He's got to go cool off. Fowler then told Dom, still got a little business to take care of. I keep our eye on the prize. We then got Miz TV. That just ended up being pretty weird in the end. Like the whole. Drew just kept going. Shut up Miz. Shut up Miz. And That's really the only thing I got out of it for me. So then the crowd just- started saying. Shut up Miz. Shut up Miz. Like okay whatever. Uh, this wasn't all that great. If I'm going to be honest. I didn't care for it. The so Miz has no problem with McIntyre throwing Jay Uso to the Wolves last week and would have done the same thing, he says. Miz wondered why McIntyre even did it. McIntyre wanted to make it clear that he was nothing like the Miz. Miz said he abandoned Jay, which was a very Miz move. Miz said that they both knew what it was like to be the backbone of the company as a champion. Miz said that McIntyre was the, unbeat- the unbeatable WWE champion until, well, he wasn't. McTar received the opportunity of a lifetime to win it back at Clash of the Castle, but Jay was there to give him a beatdown after beatdown alongside the bloodline. Now, technically, they beat him up on SmackDown a bunch. Not nah, Jay didn't beat him up at Clash of the Castle. That was all solo. So Miz said the Judgment Day put the boots to Jay, and Mactar just watched. Mactar said, well, Karma's a bitch. Miz did agree. And so the J got what he deserved and called McIntyre the Batman of WWE. But if you're the Batman, does that make Cody Rhodes the Superman? Miz asked if it felt like, what it felt like to get upstaged by Cody Rhodes coming out to make the save. This then led to the New Day coming out, and this is when it kind of all fell apart. New Day entered. McIntyre couldn't really respond. But Kingston didn't know that Drew was so cold-blooded or that he would do something so cowardly. Xavier Woods, said that they've been calling him Big D. But it seems there's been some shrinkage recently. And what did he say? Miz goes, oh, in the ring right now, it's Big D and Mega Miz. Or something like that. Woods wondered if McIntyre's sword has gone a little limp. McIntyre said that they expected him to save the day as always. McIntyre noted that multiple superstars didn't save Jay when they could have. New Day included. Basically like, why should I have saved him? It's not like you guys came out to save him. Why you guys give him crap. Rhodes says, uh, he said Rhodes was the only one who did. And he's just cleaning up the mess that he made bringing him here anyways. McIntyre called Rhodes a hypocrite. McIntyre reminded the New Day of everything the Usos ever did to them, as well as Roman Reigns and so forth. Kingston remembered it all too well, but also knew that Jay was trying to make things right. McIntyre said that he wasn't a coward and noted that they were the ones who didn't step up, so why should he? Kingston said they looked up to McIntyre and believed deep down inside he would do the right thing. Miz kept trying to interrupt, and you would hear, shut up, Miz. Miz would be like, yeah, and this is a shut up, Miz. And then finally, you got headbutted like after the fourth shut up. McIntyre then said, hey, Kofi, how about you get in this ring and we fight? So let me go to the back. Chad Gable approached a disappointed Otis. Gable said that they would look at the tape and learn from his mistake. Kaiser then interrupted and called them embarrassing for losing. Maxine was just like, you still don't know what go away means? Gable's like, hey, by the way, didn't you lose tonight? Don't tell your your leader. I still got eyes on the intercontinental title. I'm going to work my way back to it. Or are you over here? talking to us because you're afraid for what he's going to do to you once you get to him. Gable said, put some bass in your voice and deliver my message. That was hilarious. So what'd you think of the McIntyre, Miss TV thing and then this Gable, Ludwig thing afterwards?
1: As far as Drew does go, oh boys turn heel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The whole The whole thing where he said, like, karma's a bitch. You know know what that reminded me of? I don't know if I I highly doubt you've ever seen this, but Cole Cabana, he does like acting sometimes. And there was this like TV show scene where he said, like, karma's a bitch. And he plays that all the time in his stream. That just, that was like the first thing that popped in my head. Nice. I'll have to show you that clip. I'll, I'll have to find it first, but cute. Also, fun fact about that. He, he also played uh, Brooklyn Brawler in Young Rock. Yes,
0: that is true. And he, was, and he was really good at it. So we got Drew McIntyre versus Kofi Kingston. Was this the longest match of the night? No, second longest. Main event went 20 minutes. 20 and a half. This match went 12, almost 13 minutes. Kingston was on offense early before a commercial break, but McIntyre was in control after we come back from the break. Cole said that McIntyre had been dominating throughout the commercial. McIntyre hit an overhead suplex and a neckbreaker, but Kofi blocked the DDT with the Famouser. He got a two off of it. McIntyre then avoided a trouble in Paradise and in a future shock DDT for a near fall. McIntyre dropped Kingston with the consecutive hard chops. Kingston countered a clothesline and hit a suicide dive. McIntyre fought back and gave Kingston a reverse Alabama slam on the apron, but Kingston ducked a Claymore and hit an SOS for a two. Both men went down. Ivar then ran down and decked woods. Ivar then squished him into the barricade. Kingston then got his feet up and made his way to the ropes. Upon seeing what happened, McIntyre shoved him, hit him with a claymore, and pinned him. To pick up the victory, McIntyre pins Kofi. Afterwards, Ivar and Valhalla got in the ring. Um, he beat down Kofi. He gave Kofi the moonsault. Drew walked away and didn't even help. What do you think of all this?
1: I mean, pretty expected that Drew was gonna get the win, and as far as the Viking Raiders, it's it's basically just gonna lead to uh, like New Day feuding with the Viking Raiders again.
2: Correct. Uh, Sincerity in the Twitch chat says, "Why shouldn't he help?" Or how about why should he help?
0: How about that? It's not his problem. Especially the Jay stuff. The Kofi stuff, maybe a little. Because he's been feuding with the Viking Raiders as well. But why, 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 why does he need to help? Oh, it's Massive Miz. Not Mega Miz. I heard it wrong. Or I thought I remembered it wrong. The Big D and Mega Massive Miz.
2: Anyways. uh,
0: We go to the back. Priest uh, approached Balor. Give him a fist bump, and they're ready for their match. And this is when Michael Cole says, Judging Day will be defending their titles next against Sem- uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy Owens. Barrett did make fun of him after the break. He was like, oh, it's been a long
2: night, hasn't it, Cole?
0: So Saxton in the back said that, uh, asked Ivar about attacking the New Day. Ivar said that the New Day took out Eric, and Valhalla said, an eye, for an eye. We then learn that next week on Smack or on Raw, in San Jose, California, Tegan Knox will be taking on or Tegan Knox will be taking on the NXT Women's Champion, whether that's Becky Lynch or Tiffany Stratton. Title will be on the line, and then Gunta and Tomasa Chompu will have a contract signing. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, again, I think that match does get made for Fastlane.
1: Should I mean good? Good, there he's due for another like premium live event title match. I
0: or mean, what least, else like, do we have built up it's... that would make sense for the pay per view now? Anyways, nothing else is really built up. I mean,
1: well, Roman he's hurt, so well, Roman ain't that... working any.
0: Roman's not working anything till Saudi. But Roman's not working fastlane. We've known that for a while.
1: And I think they just, for SmackDown, I think their main priority is, like, doing stuff
0: with John Cena. Correct. And if I heard correctly, if I, so the plan right now is Roman works Saudi. Roman may not work Survivor Series. I don't know if they have a December pay-per-view. And then Roman comes back for Rumble all the way to Mania. My question is, are they still going to do Extreme Rules? Because I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. Triple H just said it before. I don't like the gimmick pay-per-views that tie us up and where we have to do specific matches on specific shows. Hence why he basically canceled Hell in a Cell.
1: Yeah, but Extreme Rules, though, it's basically just like a night where like every match has a stipulation, though. Yeah. It's a little different.
0: True. But it's like, what if this is the first match of a, of a feud? Why does it need a stipulation? Just because you ha- have to? Like, it, you don't want things to feel forced. It's like that one year when, the, I think it's 2011, TLC and stairs. Until so they needed a tables, stairs.
1: Like tables, ladders, actually. chairs.
0: Tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. What were you saying?
1: That was 2015.
0: Was it? I thought it was way farther back.
1: It was the year where it was like Authority versus Team Cena, right? That was 2015.
0: Gotcha, but
1: wait, wait, never mind. I think that was late. No, I think it was late 2014, and 2015 was like Triple H versus Sting. Never mind. I'll tell you right now. It was late 2014. I'll tell
0: you right now. Um, fourteen. December fourteen. Well, the TLC pay-per-view was normally, other than 2017, the TLC pay-per-view was always in December. Like, every year except for 2017, it was December. But, yeah, it was 2014. What was 2011? 2011, that was... Uh, CM Punk, Alberto Del Rio, and The Miz.
1: And that was the one where, like, Daniel Bryan cashed in on Big Show. Yep.
0: That's why I thought, okay. Okay, now I know why I mixed everything up. Because I remember Big Show being involved in the stairs thing. And so I was thinking Big Show. And then I thought that was maybe the night he... Ca- okay. So I remember the stairs match being Big Show and Eric Rowan. Well, I remember it being Big Show. Okay, that's why I got it mixed up. Um... As far as the main
2: event does go. That
0: starts, and 30 seconds later, they go to a break. After a break, Zayn used a drop toe hold on Balor and held him held him there as Owens hit a senton. Owens then knocked Priest off the apron, but this allowed Balor to drop him and hit a foot double foot stomp. Priest then smacked Owens and called him a tough guy. So Owens fought him and hit him with the DDT. Zane then tagged in and hit Priest with a clothesline, 10 punches in the corner, and a dropkick. Zane wiped out both opponents with a flip dive ahead of a second, a second break. Um, they said the Judgment Day was in control throughout the break, despite Sami Zayn hitting a dive right as we come back. Zane then dropped Priest with a tornado DDT. Owens made a tag. Owens then ran over each guy with a clothesline and dro- backdropped Priest on the announce table. Owens then hit Balor with a frog splash for a near fall. The crowd chanted, this is awesome. Owens hit a rolling fireman's carry off the middle rope for another near fall. Owens then went back for a senton bomb, but Balor got his knees up and hit a drop kick. Balor then hit the coup de gras, but Zayn broke it up. Priest then told Balor, tag me. Or tag him. So he did. Zayn then tagged in too and hit Priest with an exploder in the corner. Dom then ran out and jumped on the apron, which distracted Zane. Zane avoided a razor's edge and hit a blue thunder bomb, but Balor broke up the pin. Owens then tackled Balor, which distracted the referee long enough for Dom to drape Zane over the top rope. Priest then hit a flatliner for a near fall. Jay then ran and attacked Dom. Dom, uh, uh, no, Jay ran and attacked Dom. JD McDonough then showed up and shoved him and then attacked Jay. Dom and McDonough teamed up on Jay until Cody would run out. Cody then ran down and wiped out McDonough with a suicide dive. Rhodes and Jay hammered away on Dom until the referees all broke it up. So well, then Owen gave Balor a stunner. Zayn hit Breest with a haluva kick. Before Zayn can go for the cover though, McDonough hit Zane with a title belt. The ref was distracted and Priest rolled into the cover for the victory. So there we go. Damian Priest pins Sami Zayn to pick up the victory. Afterwards, they're all just brawling and the show goes off the air. So what did you think?
2: It was
1: a good match, you know, like I, it was a good match, but towards the end they really like focused too much on the outside stuff. But that's I'll the say. whole
0: I think that was the whole point.
1: I I, I, I get that. I really do and... Go for it. So, like, the whole ending with JD, though, like... uh, That's going to be, like, the biggest question. Like, is Damian Priest now going to change his mind about JD? Or is he still going to be like, I don't care what you do, you're still not going to be part of the Judgment Day?
0: Probably not. At least not yet. And not yet. But, I mean, if we're trying to get... Go for it. I feel like eventually he's going to, but... Well, yeah, I think he has to eventually. But I just feel like if we're eventually going to get another match with Kevin and Sammy challenging, maybe even at the Fast Lane pay-per-view, the way this happened was the perfect way to do it to facilitate a rematch. With that, guys, that is everything that we thought of pertaining to tonight's Monday Night Raw, which, hey, in a year... May no longer be Monday Night Raw, because uh, another network can pick it up and put it on another night. There's a good possibility of that. Hell, we may start getting Sunday Night Raw.
1: But that—that's that, gonna sound very weird, though, because they've but, been Monday Night Raw since the beginning.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing: if another network picks it up, then it might not be three hours anymore. That could be the positive. But then there's a scary chance that SmackDown moves to three hours.
1: And then they'll just, like, load up. Well, if, it, if that's the case, then they're just going to load up SmackDown with a bunch of talent.
0: True, but then what if the new network also wants Raw to be three hours, and then we have two three-hour shows? Oy vey. That'd
1: be too much. Yeah, but if they're getting paid for it, WWE's going to do it. Then you're loading up both shows with crap low talent, then. Yeah. And well, I feel like NXT will barely have anybody.
0: Eh, we'll see. That's a year away, next October. But with that, you know what? Hey, do you go know what it.
1: would be a positive for it? At least it'll be a positive for like WWE to like constantly like bring in more, sign more people. True, very true. But with that, then, you, I'm sorry, I keep going. You you go for it, go for it. Because then. People shouldn't, like, give WWE the excuse of, like, of, like, having so many people because then th- then they'll just be like, oh, we always need more people because if Raw and back down, going to be three hours. Right. All right, cool. you
0: can go. <laughs> so with that, you guys know what we thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Monday Night Raw. Refresh the polls really quickly. Uh, refresh to that one. Refresh the Twitch poll. Twitch poll. Everybody that voted liked the show, 100%. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 52% liked the show, 36% thought it was just alright, and 12% did not like it. Looking over at the community YouTube community poll, 72% liked the show, 22% thought it was just alright, and 6% didn't like it. Some of the comments here, this person says, great Raw overall. It was cool that we basically got three back-to-back-to-back matches within the first hour. Yeah. It was like, Two hours of SmackDown. There was only three matches in total. Versus, I honestly thought Sammy and Kevin were going to get the titles back. Loving the Don vs. Dragon Lee match. Versus says I enjoyed it surprisingly. Keep Nia off TV. Versus says yeah, that makes no sense. It says it was decent. And this person says it was great besides the Naya stuff. And then a five out of ten. And this person says it was great to watch. Looking at the YouTube live poll, 73% like the shows. Basically the same thing. Hold on. Yeah, it's basically the same. 73, 22, and
2: 5. The other one was 72, 22,
0: and 6. Basically the same. But what that guy's gonna say, thank you for joining me here. Actually, what?
1: Jonathan, in the YouTube chat, says if Raw and SmackDown goes three hours, then they should cut down the house shows. No. I don't know if I'll go that far. No,
0: that's, that has nothing to do with any of that. That would have nothing to do with any of that because it's not adding an extra day. It's not like saying, okay, main roster, you now got to work. We have a main roster on Monday, main roster on Friday, main roster on Wednesday. They're not adding an extra day. If they're adding an extra day, then yes, cut back a day from the house shows but that's not what they're doing adding an extra hour to a uh, night where they're going to be there for that hour anyways like they're already going to be there just do it so no that makes yeah, no thing, sense
1: another thing about house shows if they did get rid of them then a lot of fans would be kind of upset cuz yeah. the reason why people like them is cuz like it gives them a like a great opportunity to like meet their favorite wrestlers
0: well that and it's like okay well take Fresno, California, for example, where I live. We don't get Raw's or SmackDown's, but we get at least one live event every year. they our only chance to watch wrestling live, watch WWE live. So if we're not getting Raw and SmackDown, then they cut the house shows. Well, then who knows the next time they're going to come here for an event. Also, I was told by many people that I know that went to that show last night, the live event. It was 95% sold out, if not more. Which is great to see because I even looked to try and get a ticket. All they had left was the upper bowl for fifteen bucks, and I was like, "I'm not gonna spend fifteen bucks and then have to spend twenty bucks to park." Eh, I could have went, but it's like, why am I gonna sit all the way at the top, all the way back? That's all. Literally, that's all that was left, other than like resale tickets, and there wasn't even many on Craigslist or whatever. It was just a couple resale on Ticketmaster. So it, kudos to WWE that these house shows are not being scalped, but they're still basically almost selling out. Like, I... I that, go for it.
1: That is that is something Cody Rhodes praised, like, for mm-hmm. by WWE. He's saying that WWE has done really good with their house shows, and they actually, like, named their live events after something like... Well, it's called the Super Show. They
0: call it Super Show. They call it, like... Like, was it Saturday Night Main Event? No, now they're just... Uh, so it was... Saturday night's main event and the Sunday stunner. Now they're just all super show. They've changed it again. And, like, and something else he praises is that they're
1: like VIP stuff that they yeah. now do. And he said they, they really figured that out. And they, they saw those like quickly.
0: But yeah, I, I talked to a few people that went last night. They said it was a great show, super fun, and packed. Like they haven't been new. Like I know people that go every single year. I went last year to the WWE show. And it was a lot of people there, but it wasn't packed. They said that that was the most people they've seen at the Save Mart Center for a WWE, for a wrestling show. Like, my, I had one friend literally go, More people were at this WWE live event than were in the same building in January for Dynamite. You want to know why? I could tell you exactly why. AEW did no local marketing. I heard nothing on the radio, nothing on TV. Nothing that dynamite was coming except for during AEW television. For the last month, I heard it on the radio that WWE is coming. I saw commercials on local television that WWE is coming. I saw YouTube ads that WWE is coming to Fresno. Then here in Fresno, on our main street, we have one big like electronic billboard. It's got, like, ads on it, and it rotates through. So if you sit at the light for, like, three minutes, you're going to see most of the ads. Boom. WWE add-on there. Then we have another one of those big, you know, electronic screened billboards on the freeway. Boom. Add there, big picture of Seth Rollins. A lot of local marketing that WWE did that AEW is not doing. Dave Meltzer and Garrett Gonzalez actually talked about this recently as well that WWE or AEW is not doing a good job marketing locally. And I was like, so I I tweeted at them after I listened to that podcast and was like, perfect example. WWE is marketing out the ass for a live event. AEW comes for a dynamite, and most people didn't even know about it because they didn't market it locally. So kudos to WWE.
1: Yeah, people have to like figure out like when where dynamite is like on their own. Like if someone wants to go to a dynamite, they kinda have to
0: like look and see like all right, when's dynamite like coming to our area? Mm -hmm. So, and like I said, I only saw a couple resale tickets on Ticketmaster's website. There were one, maybe two, one person selling two tickets, I think it was on Craigslist, and none on OfferUp or Facebook Marketplace. Well, that's great to say that, They like, I was told that this place looked 95% full, and it was full. It wasn't like a bunch of scalpers bought these tickets and resold them or whatever. So, because I'd been looking for the last week and a half to see if any of their scalper tickets got, you know, put low. But, yeah. Only thing that, because I almost went last night, and the only thing that was still left was, like, the upper seats. as foremost, like, the last two rows of the upper. So, Kudos. To WWE for doing good house show marketing and house show business. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Googlebot, Applebot, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. I'll be back on Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. But Luke, tell them where they can find you. You can find me over at Twitter X at petgearscore 21 And you can also find me over at Twitch at DLukePetke. With that, guys, have a great rest of your night, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.